Hey, y'all. My name is LMC. If you are interested in the cannabis industry regarding business, politics, finance, investment, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, the black market, legalization, and so much more, then hit that subscribe button down below. I would very much appreciate it. Okay, so we're going to go over a news brief that was done in Marijuana Business Daily. It was published June 29, 2020, and the title of this news brief by MJ Biz is Cannabis Visionary Booth, uh, referring to Terry Booth, stepping down from board, Aurora says. Okay, so let's jump into it, and then we'll talk a little bit more broadly about Aurora and the state of Aurora. Okay, so... Aurora Cannabis co-founder Terry Booth has left the company's board of directors months after stepping down as chief executive. You know, we've seen a recent move similar to this where, uh, fine, you know, finally, you know, the CEO of MedMen, Adam Bierman, and the president uh, of MedMen, Andrew Maudlin, they finally were off the board of directors, officially cutting ties. Um, and so there's a similar uh, happening here, right? Not exactly the same whatsoever, but we're starting to see a little bit more, this kind of become a trend of, you know, getting rid of the old guard and bringing in the new, you know, that's, you know, we get to see, you know, en like enough for it to be called really a trend yet, but this is kind of number two or three uh, as a recent, recently. Okay, so let's keep going. Aurora made the announcement Monday in a brief news release that, des that described Booth's departure from the board as a, quote, retirement. As one of the original cannabis visionaries, Terry leaves an, in an inviolable uh, legacy in the form of Aurora Cannabis. Interim CEO Michael Singer said in a statement, Booth stepped down as Aurora's CEO in February, the latest in a wave of chief executives departing from cannabis producers. Last week, Aurora said it was laying off 700 employees, including some executives, and closing five facilities as part of uh, a corporate transformation plan. In February, Aurora disclosed plans to shed close to 500 full-time positions. Under Booth's stewardship, the Alberta-based company spent roughly $4.5 billion Canadian dollars, or $3.2 billion American dollars, on a spree of mergers and acquisitions from 2017 through 2019, Aurora, parted, Re Aurora reported a net loss of 137 million Canadian dollars in its most recent quarter. Board President Steve Dobler is retiring from Aurora's board effective June 30th, uh, which is already, that's about five days ago as of this recording, uh, the company announced earlier this month. Okay, so, you know, I've talked about Aurora, I've talked about different, you know, this kind of, uh, I guess we call it, yeah, we call it definitely a trend, I guess, of, of at least these, the original CEOs that started a lot of these bigger companies, these bigger cannabis companies, stepping down from, C, you know, CEO or president and moving more to an advisory role as, you know, being on the board of directors. And now we're starting to see trend, a trend slightly where they're completely severing ties with these people. Um, you know, Terry Booth, obviously, you know, definitely, you know, left his mark and I, you know, I take my hat off to him, you know, at the end of the day, like, I think it's smart that they're moving on, um, and they're, you know, severing ties. I do. I think that it's really quote a retirement. Um, not really. I don't, I mean, who knows? Like I said, it could be just a retirement, but it could be more of a forced retirement more so. Who knows? We'll have to see, you know, how this turns out. And if Terry Booth decides to come back into the cannabis industry, 
on another business or another company with another company. But I would say that this, you know, Terry Booth is kind of another one of these, these, these executives, these CEOs of these really, really overbloated with investment uh, cannabis companies up in Canada, right? Now, not just in Canada, you know, you have other places, I mean, MedMen's an example, other, you know, there's other companies that are, you know, have similar um, characteristics. So when I talk about, you know, these kind of overbloated investment, really the big problems are they got a massive amount of investment. They made a lot of acquisitions. Um, a lot of those acquisitions turned out being, first of all, completely overpriced or just not worth it at all. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, the, these acquisitions, like they said, from 2017 through 2019 um, of mergers and acquisitions, majority of them were pretty, uh, pretty bad acquisitions looking back on it. I mean, you know, they kind of purchased in that bubble of, you know, the cannabis hype. Um, and, you know, that's unfortunate. I, I, I do, you know, I am an investor in Aurora Cannabis. You know, I think it's been one of the most popular cannabis stocks out there with especially millennials. Um, so they've done an amazing job of, you know, outreach in terms of, you know, attracting investors, having, you know, uh, decently good investor confidence over the last couple of years up until about 2019, 2020. Um, but, you know, they've also had trouble, you know, finding the, you know, getting on the, on the path to profitability. Now, as you guys uh, saw, uh, as you guys can see in this article, they're laying off 700 employees uh, and they're going to be laying off close to 500 full-time positions. They're selling, uh, I believe, five of their facilities. Um, yeah, they're closing five facilities as part of a corporate transformation plan. So... You know, it's good. I mean, this is what happens, um, you know, with these, with this bubble, with this hype, with this ignorance about cannabis uh, and really what, you know, what is a real, what was a realistic understanding of for investors? Um, you know, you're starting to see these, these people that absolutely, you know, capitalized on that ignorance and this hype. Um, not to, you know, some of them were kind of con men, I would say. Some of them weren't. Some of them just, you know, ended up just, uh, you know, failing. I, I just, I think that's really having so much money you can waste and, and, and spend and, and uh, you know, get overbloated way too quickly when the market's not ready, right? There's a, you know, I did a uh, segment on a article written in Forbes about, you know, it was about MedMen and like kind of talking about the overall problems with the cannabis industry and how MedMen kind of shed light on that through, you know, the, what happened with MedMen, you know, being that, the market in general, whether it's the global, domestic, uh, regional, a lot of these markets aren't ready, if, if not any of them, are ready for this much uh, capital to be injected, to be invested. So, you know, there's a lot of overinvestment, like I said. So when you have more, you're going to waste more. And that's just, that's just going to happen no matter what. So, you know, a lot of these companies like Aurora, they built up, you know, really, really high operating costs. They made a lot of mergers. They, I mean, acquisitions, um, you know, obviously overpriced. Um, not all of them, but majority of them. Um, and they were, they were just hemorrhaging money. No real road to path, uh, 
no, no real path to profitability. Um, and just trying to just kind of throw, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I feel like they're kind of just throwing shit on the wall and seeing what sticks. I, I get that. You want to do a little bit of trial and error, obviously, with especially a new market like cannabis. Uh, but maybe it was a little bit later on than they should have in terms of a lot of these companies, not just to talk about Aurora, right? Maybe they should have gotten rid of a lot of these executives that were really good at getting investment at, you know, utilizing this hype, leveraging this hype, leveraging this, this whole new craze about this brand new industry that was once legal for many years, decades and decades. Um, so just like in Canopy Growth, they got rid of Bruce uh, Linton, I believe. That's the CEO, of, the original CEO of the Canopy, of Canopy Growth Corporation. And they brought in Constellation Brands, the, the biggest investor uh, in Canopy Growth Corporation. They brought in pretty much a whole new team led by David Klein, the new CEO. You know, a lot of them come from Constellation or work, you know, are from companies that are under Constellation Brands. So they're kind of bringing in now the people that are going to look for how are we going to trim the fat? How are we going to make processes more efficient? How are we going to become profitable? These, these cannabis companies, and I always say this, is that you know people like Adam Bierman, the former CEO of MedMed, they in a lot of ways weren't looking necessarily at even, they weren't even thinking about going to profit, trying to find a path to profitability. Uh, they kind of realized, I mean, in a lot of ways, they had so much, uh, they had such a good ability, they had, they had, a, they had a, the ability to raise capital, uh, you know, through a multitude of different, for a multitude of different reasons, one being their, you know, their confidence, their, their hype, their being one of the loudest companies, um, you know, but that's the problem. If you can just, if you keep just taking in investment as an agricultural business, it's not, it's not like a, uh, you know, people wanted to uh, relate the cannabis industry and cannabis stocks to like tech stocks, right? Where once you hit a breakthrough in a tech stock, the scalability, right? Cause digital is, is much, much easier. You know, you do a lot of R and D, a lot of research and development, then you develop, you know, the program, the app, the, the algorithm, um, and then you make changes over time, but you don't need as big of a team. This with growing with cannabis is an agricultural product. It's not a tech stock that is going to be losing money up to five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years down the road. And then suddenly going to just blow up and just make tons of money. That is not the case. Right. And I think a lot of investors, a lot of, you know, executives kind of pictured it like that or kind of viewed it like that. And, you know, it's just not realistic. We have to start to look at cannabis like a little bit more closely to like any agricultural business. I, I, I know I've said it now a few times, but I just want to keep reiterating that it's not a tech stock. Uh, the scalability is uh, scalability takes a lot of capital organization. And it takes time to set up when you're talking about a agricultural consumer product like cannabis. Now, so that's very different from a tech stock, but that's how it was viewed, especially when uh, initially in, you know, the years being 2014 to 2018, 19, um, there's definitely going to be plenty of profit for the people that pick the right stocks, the right, the winners, not the losers, right? Especially because it's a brand new industry. Um, but it is, you know, we're starting to see all of the old guard get cleared out and bring in people that are looking for pure efficiency and profitability. 
I'm so like, like, you know, companies need to look at profitability. It is driving me nuts, driving me nuts because they just feel like they can just survive on, like I said, they can survive on investment or after investment, after investment and lose hundreds of millions of dollars every quarter. And, you know, um, then one day magically they're going to poof, be making more money. So no, it's a, it's a, it's a process that takes time and that needs to be understood. So these are long, like literally 90% of these cannabis stocks are long-term uh, investments and you should treat them as so. Now there's some really good ones, some really bad ones. Aurora to me is not necessarily my favorite anymore. Never, it hasn't been really for the last year or two. Things have just not been going right there. Things have just not been going, uh, you know, according to quote their plan. Um, but you know, hopefully they bring in, you know, you know, they start to cut the fat, they start to downsize, they start to, uh, you know, become a lean, more of a lean organization, a lean company and look at specifically where are our, you know, our, our profit, uh, sectors, where, where, what part of our business, you know, is bringing in re good revenue streams, cash flow, and, you know, eventually profit. Once you identify those, which I think, you know, it just takes, sometimes it takes trial and error, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, they've definitely done a lot of trial and error, right? They've lost, they've lost a lot of money, either through bad, you know, acquisitions, so forth and so forth. So, you know what, you know, I, I, I'm still positive. I'm still, I'm still confident in Aurora for the long term. Now it could be, you know, this is just my opinion, you know, take it as so. But, uh, you know, this is a stock that has just not really done well the last two, three years at all, even though there's been a lot of hype around it. I'm not going to go as far as to say that they're like the Canadian version of MedMen in terms of the ability to be really popular with millennials, very well known, loud. Um, you know, so they need to work on some things with, you know, they, you know, I'm not going to go as far to say that, that that is the same thing, but there are some similar characteristics and that cannot be, uh, you know, uh, overlooked. Hopefully we see, you know, this, this new team uh, with the new interim CEO, um, you know, and this downsizing, it can start to look at profitability and actually become uh, a good investment for the long term. Anyways, let me know what you guys think down below. Uh, really appreciate anybody that's been listening. If you made it to the end of this video, really appreciate that as well. Uh, go follow me on all my social medias down below. You can go uh, watch the uh, my new uh, podcast, the Frame of Flower podcast, uh, where you know it's one-on-one -on -one interview conversation type of uh, format. Uh, definitely really interesting already. We got up. We have eleven episodes up right now, so definitely go check that out. That's on the Frame of Flower. Uh, uh, podcast channel. You can also listen to it on any of, uh, you know, any on Spotify, Apple podcasts, it really anywhere you listen to your podcasts, as well as you can listen to the audio of the let's talk cannabis LMC show as well. So, you know, you get both options, audio and uh, video, you know, I'm trying to make it, you know, as accessible for you, the viewer. Um, so, you know, really appreciate y'all. Thank you for making it to the end of the video. If you did, um, and I hope everyone's staying super safe and sound. Hope everyone has a happy 4th of July. Be safe, you know, be smart. Um, you know, it's tough right now with sun's out and all this, but we you know we got to keep our distance regardless. Really appreciate y'all. This is Aurora Cannabis, the, uh, original Terry Booth, the CEO of Aurora Cannabis has officially left Aurora Cannabis. Okay. Anyways, like I said, 
follow social medias down below. Go subscribe if you're not already. Hit that like button. I very much appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, really, really appreciate it. Anyways, have an awesome, awesome day. Peace.